0: Hello and welcome to Face Off here on France 24, François Fillon, he's the new uncontested leader of the Conservative Party here in France. After a resounding win in the primaries last Sunday, the former Prime Minister is already training his sights on a bigger prize, the presidential Élysée Palace, which he hopes to concur next May. To do so, he will need to ensure that his so-called radical pro-market conservative platform will seduce far beyond his own camp. His most likely opponent, the far-right leader Marine Le Pen. All the more so because the ruling socialists are not only deeply unpopular, but they are also deeply divided. To the point where we witnessed a clash between the president and his own prime minister in the past few days. With me to discuss uh, the right and the left here in France, just six months away from the presidential election, Stefan de Vries from the Dutch TV station RTL4 and Philip Terl from our sister radio RFI. First, let's take a look back on François Fillon's dream election night last Sunday.
1: On Sunday, François Fillon, the economically liberal and socially conservative former Prime Minister, became the centre-right's presidential nominee. Up against rival Alain Juppé, Fillon secured 66.5 per cent of votes. A result that the majority of right-wing politicians are happy to get behind.
2: I think what François Fillon offered compared to Alain Juppé was a conservative party that does not apologize for its values and its ideas. What we need now is to come
1: together. Polls now predict that the final round of the presidential election in May will see Fillon up against National Front leader Marine Le Pen. The far-right party has reason to be worried that Fillon's Catholic values and anti-immigrant rhetoric will attract traditional National Front voters. Le Pen's party is now fighting to discredit Fillon's economic plans, notably his desire to shrink the French state. His plan is very harsh. It cannot bring together a majority of French people. The success of a man known as the French Thatcher has also galvanized many socialists into calling for party unity. On Monday, government spokesman Stéphane Le Foll insisted that President François Hollande and Prime Minister Manuel Valls would not be competing against each other in January's left-wing primary.
2: I want for us to come together. Not for us, but to try to carry out a project that protects those that now might, quite rightly, feel threatened by François Fillon's proposals.
1: Fillon has promised to cut half a million civil service jobs over the next five years and wants to increase working hours across the board. For France, radical proposals that will be put to the test on the 23rd of April.
0: A clear mandate, Stéphane de Vries, for François Fillon, two-thirds of the vote last Sunday after his surprise performance in round one on the previous uh, Sunday. But now comes the hard part because you convince your own camp you win against two heavyweights like Nicolas Sarkozy and jean but now you have to convince the french
3: yes absolutely but they, he has one uh, big advantage is that he he uh, succeeded in uniting les republicains at least for now so it means that they, this party is now uh, well, stands behind their man. And there was a strong turnout as there well. There was a strong turnout. It was a, was a success. It was also a financial success because the people actually had to pay to, to, to vote. That's the, the idea they have of democracy. Uh, you first pay and then you're allowed to vote. Uh, so they made a huge profit, uh, around 8 million euros uh, the last two Sundays. And this 8 million euros will go into the pockets of François Fillon Fionn for his campaign. Um, But the big difference with his uh, opponents is that he now has a party behind him, or at least, well, for for the time being, it seems to be uh, all peace uh, and and harmony, Um, which is, of course, not the case on on the left side, uh, which is the the, the biggest
0: weakness of their opponents. Right. Uh, So now, this has been uh, clarified. There were questions going into this uh, primary process. This was the first ever on the conservative side. Now, uh, this was clearly a, a success. And for a party that was In shambles with a nasty leadership fight, which included François Fillon several years ago, uh, it seems that they're in pole position for uh, the presidential election.
2: Well, there have been several surprises over the last week and a half. Um, The first one being the fact that Nicolas Sarkozy, who wanted these primary elections in the first place, was absolutely thrashed and beaten uh, after the first round, obtaining only 20% from within his own party, which means he was rejected by 80% of the people within his own party. That was a major shock for him, I think, um, and also for many of the Republican sympathisers in France who didn't think the former president would either be beaten or, if he were to be beaten, why not much? So that was one surprise. And then the other surprise being, of course, uh, François Fillon's election. So we now have... François Fillon, who incarnates, as you say, uh, through traditional Conservatives in France, someone who wants to return to core, key Conservative values. And I think with the election of François Hollande, we've seen the end of two um, former currents within the Republican Party and the parties that preceded the Republicans, the, uh, the UMP and the RPR. The first one is the end of the Chirac era, because with the disqualification of Anna Juppé, who is who was Jacques Chirac's Prime Minister, who um, was said by Jacques Chirac to be the best amongst us all, the man who was the the, the fittest to do the job, has now been eliminated. And it's also the end, really, of the Sarkozy era, because Sarkozy's been eliminated and all his chances of becoming president have now been dashed. So that's given François Fillon, even though Fillon was Sarkozy's Prime Minister, it's given him a a legitimate stand to take the party where he wants to take it. And that, I think, uh, is... Good for him. I'm not so sure it's good for all the members within the, the Republicans who wanted um, uh, Juppé to win. But it means that fionn has got a clear mandate to do what he wants now.
0: Yes, uh, but a clear mandate that resembles uh, some of the Margaret uh, Thatcher recipes of the 1980s and which is unheard of in, in France. I mean, do you think this is really what he's going to pursue? Because we've heard uh, about longer uh, work weeks, uh, less civil servants, but also maybe privatising partially uh, the healthcare system. Do you think this is really something he will want to do, or he will need uh, to pour water in his wine, as they say um, here in France?
3: Well, every politician, as soon as he's elected, he, he needs to put pour some water into his wine. But I think uh, François Fillon v- really believes what he promises. And, and maybe that's a big change with, for instance, Na- Nicolas Sarkozy who uh, promised a lot but he was also very opportunistic so he knew that somewhere along the line he would have to make compromises. Um, I think Fion is a mu- much more a hardliner than, than Sarkozy um, because he really believes it and um, when it comes to reducing the number of civil servants, um, I think that's something he w- really wants to do. When it comes to the healthcare, I'm not so sure, but that's something because that's something the French are really attached right. to, um, and that will be a huge problem. The civil servants, I think a majority of the French probably agree with the fact that there has to be have to be less civil servants. Um, so it will be very controversial. There will be a lot of social conflicts, um, but the healthcare. It's like the NHS in the UK, you don't touch
0: it You don't touch, you don't touch this. Uh, very, very, very quickly, Philippe, because we don't have much time. I want to get to the second issue on, on the menu, uh, which uh, basically an incredible drama during uh, 48 hours. Uh, the Prime Minister, Manuel Valls, uh, giving an interview over the weekend in which he all but declared his own candidacy and therefore declared war in a way to uh, his own president, François Hollande, saying basically, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. They had... A lunch on this uh, Monday, and after the lunch, uh, this is what Manuel Valls, who immediately flew on an official visit to Tunisia, this is what the Prime Minister had to say just a few hours after making those inflammatory declarations to the newspaper. A constitutional crisis is not an option. There can be no political confrontation between the President of the Republic and his Prime Minister, even if I understand
2: why people are debating about it. At any rate, I care about France and the left." Okay, two things. First one is Manuel Valls is itching. Really itching to be a candidate in next year's presidential elections because he he knows that Francois Hollande really doesn't have a chance of being re-elected. Problem is we don't know whether Francois Hollande is going to run or not. Francois Hollande is remaining a bit coy about this, saying I might, I might not. I think Francois Hollande is itching to run as well, but he doesn't want to be beaten like Sarkozy was in in the the left-wing primaries in January. So it still remains open um, whether Manuel Valls will run if if Hollande runs, I don't think he will, but I think that if Olon doesn't run, definitely Manuel Valls will, uh, will run. And I think it's not to win the election next year, I think it's to try to recuperate the Socialist Party to stop it from disbanding into all sorts of different factions afterwards. Uh,
0: but uh, the contrast is terrible for the left. I mean, you have... The right uniting between yeah. behind François Fillon and the left with this drama, where no one understands exactly if Manuel Valls tried to push basically Hollande out of contention or if he was maybe forcing him to declare himself. There's a December 15 deadline to do so.
3: Absolutely, it's a big chaos, and I think that's a strategic mistake the Socialists made. Uh, they pushed the primaries to the end of January, far too late. They should have done it now, actually, because now the right, right-wing right party can, you know, they, they, they just did something great with the primaries. It all it worked out well. They have one candidate. They seem to be united, and, and that's the complete opposite of the Socialist Party. So they're losing a lot of time, very valuable time, and I think they're also losing a lot of, uh, well, the voters that, that still remained.
0: Yes. Do you think very quickly, Philippe, that maybe Manuel Valls got the answer he wanted from François Hollande? This is why he backtracked. Maybe uh, François Hollande told him, I'm going to run, so stay put.
2: I think he got a telling off from François Hollande, to be quite honest. I think François Hollande put him in his place and said, I'm the one who's still pulling the strings. I'm the president of France. I'm the one who uh, is in charge of the timetable. You are the prime minister and you cannot run against me because it's going to look ridiculous. But that doesn't underline the fact that... Manuel Valls wants to do it. But um, he
0: could have resigned, Stefan. To yeah, re- but the Valls could have said, OK, I'm gone that's and I'm running. going to make
2: the socialist party look even yeah. worse afterwards yeah. if Manuel Valls resigns now, just a few months before the presidential elections. So he, he, he's in a really, really complicated position. So it's going to bring them both down.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree. It's a very bad situation with both of them. Manuel Valls only got 6% in the primaries in 2011. He's not very popular. He thinks he is, but he isn't.
0: And yeah, the, the, both losers this week. Okay, we'll have to wait a little more to have the end of the François Hollande suspense. We'll see you next week here on Face Off.